Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons of News of the Day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, the fully vaccinated haven't even had time to catch their breath. The FDA has only recently fully approved the Pfizer shot, although there is some dispute about that. Is it just the Comirnaty shot that's been approved? Does it matter? I don't know. As a result of FDA approvals, mandates are falling down, coming down everywhere. They are uh, poised to come down even further and Without skipping a beat, the White House is starting to talk about the third shot. The World Health Organization had said that no one should get the third shot until all the poor poor countries are fully vaccinated, at least for the first round. I guess it's kind of like don't take seconds at the table till everyone's had their first. But Israel has just ignored this and the U.S. is defying it and now saying, yes, we should get the third shots and has. And I've read this several times. I can't really understand exactly what it means, but it says that the U.S. This is a quote. The U.S. has ordered one billion shots from Pfizer and Moderna. I don't know if that means the U.S. government has ordered and will pay for, has authorized. I really don't understand. But obviously, since there's that's three shots for every person in this country, uh, at least some of it's meant for us. And Some of it is uh, perhaps included in that is are the shots that we have promised to countries around the world. But what's really important about this, this is one of those things like when in Massachusetts and Provincetown, this massive outbreak of the Delta variant that led to the mask mandates returning ended up being 75% vaccinated people, but nobody focuses on that. Similarly, the booster issue comes from, for one thing, I read an article in the Daily Beast, like it or not, but it seemed to have been sourced accurately with real quotes from Israeli doctors and leaders that people in a certain demographic, older people who've been fully vaccinated with Pfizer are at extreme risk of serious illness from uh, from variants. So they are highly recommending this third shot. Now, no one is making the natural query should we rethink fully vaccinating people in that demographic? Now, case rates in Israel are approaching their peaks. So it seems to me it's just one of those, what do you call them, logic-proof containers? Logic-proof compartments is what Bernays called them in people's brains. And they seem to be a pandemic of them right now. That is true. So I there are a couple of interesting little tidbits I wanted to point out on the story. One is that Israel is going to reconfigure the green passports, granting them only to triple vaccinated people and limiting their validity to six months. So it sounds like they really are planning to have two shots. That's really a a de facto mandate, uh, at least if you want to um, live in the world, uh, function economically, especially if all economic functionality, say you had a digi dollar or, or whatever they have in shekels or something in Israel, digi shekel, then you really can't, you really cannot participate in the economy if you don't have one of these passports and maybe they don't come to your house and jam it in your arm. But if you starve to death, if they demonize people who can grow their own food like they're doing, I mean, the walls are closing in. And, yeah, and yeah. they have this communication strategy, too, where Fauci or somebody will come out and he will respond to a claim that somebody else 
oftentimes at the World Health Organization, the CDC, or even his own organization had said, I remember before it was, are you going to need a booster? And then Fauci would come out and be like, oh, we don't need a booster yet. This was a couple of months ago. That's the signal that they're starting the public conversation that is going to be leading up to Fauci saying, well, it's time to do the booster. Definite, definite pattern. We've seen that with Fauci. And that's why you can get so many examples of him just directly contradicting himself. Because at first he finds you where you are and then he pulls you to where he is. And it seems like he's just an honest guy who's learning as he goes. But that's not enough. That's not okay. And with him purchasing all those vaccines, too, that seems to definitely be a planning ahead. Totally. And there are other factors like they discontinued J&J. Novavax is not yet available. It seems like they really want people to get Pfizer. And I think you might notice as since there's school mandates coming down in a lot of places, or at least there's a lot of pressure to get the kids vaccinated for school and kids between 12 and 18 are only eligible for the Pfizer vax. I wonder if what we're seeing here is the way China had a zero, had a one child policy for a long time. Like they know that's going to screw up the demographics, but they just want a breather from population growth. Maybe this is that demographic. They're just that they don't mind if if this were to have an impact on fertility, they don't mind if the truth comes out and people stop getting vaccinated because what they've done is they've interrupted this huge, maybe the entire childbearing population of today, especially the kind of white middle class who is probably the most vaccinated. Maybe Europe is a similar thing. I mean, it's possible that this is an attack on the bourgeoisie because that's what the government feels like. They don't mind a third worlding. They want a third worlding. And maybe they really want to get rid of the middle class because they're too educated. They're too hard to control. Maybe they just need a thin layer of technocratic bureaucrats to to run everything, kind of like my Wally movie metaphor. But I saw a picture when I saw a picture of Israel, they sh- they had the the nurse injecting somebody. And I just thought, like, could you imagine uh, this is an experimental drug? You know, she's just following orders, but it looked so scary to me because the article is about someone in that demographic being very sick from COVID. Now, I, I thought of that more and more parallels with the healthcare people. As soldiers, I had a patron say, um, if you, there's already a healthcare shortage, then they're going to mandate that healthcare workers get the jab. And what if that makes a bunch of them quit, which a lot of them are, they're a little too close to the action. A lot of them just will draw the line. And then that makes the government say, okay, like we have to go in and provide the labor there. Like we have to use kind of a quasi-military or the actual military to be the healthcare workers. That brings that whole healthcare hero thing, that whole frontline worker thing, that whole, like uh, what Corbett had said from the beginning, it's just like the soldiers in, you know, 9-11, like they are, these are the heroes. You're going to have spontaneous applause for them. But if they are government workers, if they're soldiers, that really that's a, a scary tra- that would be a scary transition in the in the healthcare world. They did call the National Guard in to help healthcare workers in Georgia late last week. However, I am also seeing stories about how the military is going to be in trouble when it comes to personnel because of the vaccine mandates, because there are people who are resisting it and it could cause uh, lessening in the number of ranks. So there's a lot going on to just cause things to crumble 
around the country right now in an attempt to cause things to crumble anyway. But when it comes to the mandates, they don't appear to be working. They appear to be destroying the businesses more so than helping them. And so unless Klaus Schwab and them are going to swoop in and with ESG and give them that funding to to help them remain stable, I don't think the people, even if they're vaccinated, are going to continue to go to businesses that... Well, it is. it can be really hard to downsize your labor force without an awful lot of bad PR. This could be a way across the board of downsizing the labor force and automating even healthcare and the military. I mean, that's not like the most uh, far-fetched idea. They're already doing that with the military. They already want to replace the military with drones. And even I saw something from a decade or two ago out of Russia about the robots, about running robots on the field literally on the field as yeah, soldiers. That's a good I point. Mean, we see those videos all the time. I can't remember the name of that company that has that robot doing backflips or doing these agility yeah. exercises. There was a new one a couple of weeks ago that was just, it was doing like an obstacle course. It was nuts. Big Hero 6 was predictive programming, in my opinion. You probably didn't see it because it's a kid's, it was really, really great. I could watch it 20 times and believe me in this house we do watch stuff like that 20 times it's a it's a robot a fluffy looks like stay puffed marshmallow guy robot who is a nurse gives injections and everything and he's big hero six he's a he's a hero interesting well a judge has gotten in on the mandate hysteria i feel like a lot of these judges and some doctors even have been programmed to just react with hostility towards people who are not vaccinated, just a knee-jerk reaction. And there's a case of this here. It's a story about a judge in Chicago who revoked a mother's child custody rights over her vaccination status. Now, nearly every story that I've seen on this today, even ones that have just been published within the past hour, are leaving out a very, very important detail, which I will tell you once I give you the quick background. The background of the story is earlier this month on August 10th, a Cook County judge named James Shapiro said that a woman named Rebecca Furlitt, her custody of her 11-year-old child would be revoked until she was vaccinated. And he put this in the actual order. So this happened at a hearing that was only supposed to be about child support expenses. They weren't supposed to change the child custody stuff. And the husband did not even bring up vaccination. The husband's vaccinated. His lawyer didn't bring that up. The judge brought it up himself. Initially, that's the first question he asked the woman. And the woman said that she was not vaccinated because she had had a severe reaction in the past. And her doctor said that she did not need to take the vaccine because it could be dangerous for her. It didn't matter. The judge still put in the order to take away her son until she was vaccinated. And from then until now, she's only been able to speak to her son on the phone. So she has not been allowed to see her son. And today, however, because there was appeals and there was some pushback, this is where, by the way, that's where the reporting stops. And the, all these stories are coming out today. What this, city was this again? Chicago. So this morning, the judge issued an order vacating the previous order. He reversed it. The mom can now see her son again. And there was appeals from the her the mom's lawyer. And the mom also, this is good, the mom went to the press and she told her story, which likely put pressure on the judge because he was just far overreaching. I mean, this is a, a massive overreach for him to go against her doctor who said she should not take the vaccine. He says, well, I'm going to take away your child until you violate what your doctor told you is essentially what he's doing. <laughs> I mean, that's that's unbelievable. It really is. 
All the media is reporting on this, though, up until the point of it still being in effect. And to me, it's like an intimidation thing. It's this program of you better get vaccinated or look what will happen to you. And this is terrible what happened to this woman. She wasn't able to talk to her kid, but it did get reversed once pressure got put on the judge. And I think that's important. I think that when this stuff happens, if it stays hidden, then it can remain. However, if the actual you know what he did if she's telling her story about how her kids crying on the phone to the local media obviously the national media is not covering it but she's telling local media this and they're reporting it then you put that pressure on them so people have to stand up and people have to shed light on these injustices because they will go unanswered they will remain if we do not speak to them yeah the the I, as red pelled as i was like doing the show on WSB for years. And I mean, I was cynical about Trump as red pilled as I was. I never, ever would have thought that things would go this far, this fast. And and there are some goals here that I think are clear that that uh, impairing, destroying the mental and physical health of people is part of these policies, the mental and physical health, not to mention the reproductive issues and actually killing people. Like, so eventual one said 65 million people would die. I, I don't think that the fat lady has sung yet. I think that when you look at what's happening in Israel, when you look at the death rate among those vulnerable populations of among the fully vaccinated and how quickly people are getting vaccinated, they're they're not going to I don't know if they'll attribute it to COVID or what. But then you also look at the 2017 SPARS document that talks about should you acknowledge the grief that the people who got vaccinated are feeling because of their losses? I mean, it was a little cryptic, but not too cryptic. So I think you have the issue of like reducing reproduction and killing people as a population control mechanism and to weed out the sicker and the older, just a la report from Iron Mountain. But this, but the masks, the vaccines themselves, the propaganda, the schism in the family, those are all designed, it seems to me, locking down, not going to school, social isolation, all of those things seem to me to be designed to cause mental and physical ill health. And that I'm starting to think that, and I don't know when it happened, but like the purpose of government, I call it the pathocracy, but this idea of democide where government has killed more people, more of their own people than they've killed enemies in war, or even that any, you know, all of homicide altogether, democide dwarfs that stuff, that it's really the goal of government to to kill, to reduce the population so it can be managed. I mean, I don't know when that happened, but I feel like that's where we are. I feel like that's where they would like for us to feel like we're at, to feel demoralized with the way that they report this stuff. And the reporting in the media, the making it seem like it's just overwhelming that everybody is for this, for the mandates, for everything, gives people like that judge, gives him the the shield, the power to overreach like that. And he feels emboldened to just completely get out of his lane, as they might say. And I mean, that that's he's telling her not to follow her doctor's orders. <laughs> Pushback needs to happen on that. I hope that her lawyer finds some way to 
perhaps investigate him to to hold him accountable. He should lose his bench seat for twice the amount of time that she lost her child. Maybe four times the amount of time for even attempting to overreach like that. Yeah, he reversed it, but there was still an impact on it. And I'm sure that she will probably seek some sort of remedy for that. And I hope that she gets one. Well, I totally agree that the right answer here, like our best recourse is the process, is the legal process. I feel like it not only gives you a chance of getting it overturned or remedied, even though there's a ton of corruption, all that. But like I've been saying lately, if you don't exercise it, if you don't use it, you lose it. You have to assert your rights. You have to exercise them all the time so that everybody knows what they are, so that the precedents remain fresh. That's why I like the Brian Festa thing. We we the Patriots USA.org, I think it is, where he's he is uh he wants to set precedents. He wants to move his cases about religious exemptions and stuff quickly so that that they can fight the good fight and get the right precedents set instead of instead of the court those cases setting precedents that don't have the kind of legal firepower those guys have. So I'm a total, and like what Garland does, I'm a total believer in that our hope is in the process. So as much as I'm an anarcho-capitalist, it's the same, I've always used this, we, until we live in a, in a truly free society, we have to keep the walls up of, uh, that we negotiated in allowing a constitution and those walls were the Bill of Rights and also the processes on the state by state level, which are basically this, these constitutional type protections for us and our rights. We've got to exercise them. I agree. And I think with the process, I think you need the exposure and the pressure and also you get funding as well when you get that public exposure on it through social media or whatever, even using within those systems while people still can. So you get the exposure to support the process. So, unfortunately, there are other processes that aren't so fresh (laughs) that I'm not happy about. But again, like be aware of them. One is, I don't know if you saw this. Did you see this bill in Congress, H.R. 4980, where it says this bill directs the Transportation Security Administration to ensure that any individual traveling on a flight that departs from or arrives to an airport inside the United States or U.S. territory is fully vaccinated? The T.S. The TSA might also ensure there's an exception for those who are ineligible or unable to be fully vaccinated. And I think they're in somewhere in that bill is language that they're fully vaccinated against COVID-19 or other things, something like that. So this is a bill right now. It looks like you just have to begin or end uh, in the United States. So it affects international, but I believe it affects all domestic because every domestic flight begins and ends in the U.S. And that does seem to be they're trying to mandate that. And then California has legislation that it's called like um, a so that bill was presented. It hasn't passed from, or anything. No, it's right. It has not passed, but it was brought up, introduced into the House on August 6th. So check that out. It's HR 4980. It's going to be in, it's in the show notes. So there's a California legislation and I'm not bringing it up because you care about California, but just because it's like, this is what they do are on the forefront. It's called a, um, 
a gut and amend bill. So it was a, a transportation bill that they took out the stuff that was originally in it. And what they put in it was this idea that anybody who works in like entertainment or a restaurant or anything like that, that serves the public must be vaccinated. And I think big business and labor unions are both in on it because then the small businesses don't have or the businesses don't have to take or the labor unions maybe don't have to take responsibility or liability for requiring it from their employees. If it's a government mandate, they my guess is that they are free from liability because they're not permitted to violate the law. So that's AB 455. And uh, I would I would say that (laughs) keep aware of that. You're not going to have any workers they're going to lose workers. Well, they don't and, want workers, yeah. I think. I think they don't want workers. And they certainly are happy to to make a caste system where non-compliant wrong thinkers are are economically untouchable and, and physically untouchable. So if you're, you know, your employment status might be a proxy for your vaccination status. Oh, you don't have a job? Why not? Yeah. You must be unvaccinated. Maybe. So the process obviously works both ways. Um, but, you know, I can tell you there's one there's one. Uh, I wonder how the entertainers who are not in favor of vaccine mandates are going to handle it. You think that you that anyone will be allowed to have a concert and say, like, I remember um, when I saw Cat Stevens, his name was Yosef or whatever, Yosef something now, and he didn't let. He didn't let secondary ticket sellers sell the ticket. So your ticket had to have your name on it. You couldn't have bought bought it from a broker and he charged like a low price or something. Like, I wonder if he were religiously against the vaccine, would he be allowed to have a, a concert without it? Well, Kanye West last week, he had his concert. He did not require vaccines. He did not require cards or anything. And Eric... Clapton has done the same. He has said that he would only perform at places that do not require vaccines, that do not require vaccines. Really? Yeah. And he also released another protest song. He released one earlier this year with Van Morrison. And uh, he's released a, no- a new one called Enough is Enough. And this one kind of talks about the COVID policy. And Oh, it's, it's called this has got to stop. Enough is enough is part of the lyrics. In the lyrics, he says, this has got to stop. Enough is enough. I can't take this BS any longer. And then he starts to kind of talk about his symptoms. I knew that something was going wrong when you started lying down, laying down the wall. I can't move my hands. I break out in a sweat. I want to cry. I can't take it anymore. He took the vaccine and he had a bad experience. And he talked openly about this bad, horrible experience, he said. And he became against the vaccine and against the mandates after taking it himself and experiencing many of the side effects. And of course, he was getting slammed on social media, also getting supported on social media. But the people who are opposing him, for some reason, tend to show up directly underneath the (laughs) post talking about him, which is a little bit strange because there are just as many. In fact, I think there's a lot more people supporting him. But people like him, people who are big names like that, like Kanye West last week, the more that people like this come out against the mandates, then the better for everybody else, because that either requires them to back down on, on the mandates overall, or it's going to allow kind of um, a founding of the parallel society where the mandates aren't going to be required at all. Yeah, it would be nice if there were some heavy hitters in the parallel society. You know, I just I'm 
I'm not blackpilled for sure not. And I do have hope in the process. But the amount of, uh, I mean, it's just the propaganda and the impact of it. I almost feel like we could sue that chick in the Rockfin video who wanted to set adolescents against their parents for intentional infliction of emotional distress. Like they literally like or the information warfare guys who said that they they had access to every single child through their devices in their hands in, in a matter of seconds. But I think it gets to the point where there's they've they're really getting ahead of. So I totally am in favor of the process, but they're doing. Um, I think that they are attacking like the checking out thing where you 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 have to grow your own food if they're going to bar you from commerce or have digi dollars or whatever. But I also think they're going to weaponize that. That's why they're saying like there's uh, white supremacy is behind every homestead or that kind of thing. And we've seen more of that. Somebody tweeted at us. I'm not sure you saw it. That college professor who's talking about pickle recipes and how yeah. even if you're black or Jewish in one of those communities, they're just tokenized you tokenizing you a university professor talking about tokenizing and i also thought so mr a sent me a screenshot he went to buy jacques alul's book i'm sure in french he likes to do things in french <laughs> so it's he's really funny so it came out with but he said that instead of giving him an answer of alul they gave him kaczynski's technological slavery so they want us to read kaczynski and they don't want us to read alul because alul was very peaceful he was i think he might have been a christian anarchist or a spiritualist anarchist like tolstoy but uh but Kaczynski, of course, was violent. So that is one way to kind of pigeonhole you there. But I think they also might want you to check out like that, completely check out the same way they used acid and the Grateful Dead and stuff to check out in the 60s. The more I read about this, I'm reading another Jim Keith book about mass control. And it's about how acid was absolutely, as I speculated, theorized that what would be the reason they would push that on you It was to politically neutralize that huge demographic. And I was thinking, like, how do you disconnect those people from their World War II veteran fathers? And the first thing you do is give them an unjust war for them to hate the system, for them to completely disconnect. And then you give them drugs so they can't think straight. They don't have any sense of responsibility. They just drop out. And similarly, if you it's a very time consuming to grow stuff like you have to you I, I can do this or I could do that but I can't do both I can't, it can't stay engaged with that and also learn how to farm so I think that they that we have to stay engaged in the in the political process even as we become self-sufficient because I think they want it as a way to isolate and um, segregate people who aren't going to fall in line yeah, I completely agree. Distractions, keeping people confused, occupied, angry, and divided is the name of the game right now. Before we get to our last big story of the Free 30, in which we will talk about how the media continues to try to associate Trump supporters with not just domestic terror, but also international terror, I want to tell you about what we're going to talk about in the Patron 15, which is how Monica went full primal this weekend. She'll tell you what this means to her and to you. And also how a Tesla on auto drive nearly ran into its own driver and what that might mean for the future of driverless cars. And of course, a big thank you to the sponsor of today's show, Drom, a new values-based dating app. And at the end of today's show, we're going to be playing a little game to craft our own propaganda report community on the Drom network. Have you checked this 
This day, why don't you tell us what it is and then I'll tell you what I think. So dating apps are terrible. Anybody who's ever used a dating app knows that. They're superficial. They're weird. They're strange. They're sometimes they're just full of bots. And especially right now, they're politicized in a, in a bad, divisive way. Drum, however, is a free new values-based dating app where you pick the deal breakers and deal makers for the people that you match with. So the deal breakers or deal makers might be politics, religion, or any other issue that you value. So as soon as someone matches your deal breakers or your deal makers and you match theirs, you get a notification and it's video based. So instead of photos and swiping left, right, you're going to have videos that people put up so you can see the person you're talking to, not any photoshopped images. It's a free sign up at drom.date slash prop report. That's D-R-O-M dot date slash prop report. And go to the drom.date slash prop report in your phone's browser, install the app, and then use the invite code prop report, P-R-O-P-R-E-P-R-O-T to sign up. And again, if you're a conspiracy theorist, if you are vaccinated, and you want to meet vaccinated people, if you're unvaccinated, you want to meet unvaccinated people, you can use those or whatever your value system is to attract and find other people that match. I think it's a fantastic idea. Again, that's drom.date slash prop report. So I looked at it this morning and I totally signed up for it. I co- I wouldn't put a video up because Ricardio would absolutely <laughs> be horrified. And plus, it wouldn't be fair to other people because I think at that point they start matching you. But up until you upload your video, you can go through all the categories. And it was pretty cool, I have to say. So what they what another of the features is that we have our own community there. The prop report now has its own community there. So I don't know if you automatically I can't remember how it works if you automatically get matched with those people or not but we can like they will help us um either everybody who signs up through the prop report that then um populates the prop reports profile for deal makers and deal breakers so if you only want homeschoolers like that's going to be something that the prop report community allows for so that our guy there said that he would if we wanted to just put some stuff in there up front, we could. And so I'm going to tell you something like, well, let's do it after so that not so that everybody can hear because patrons don't hear this part. But before the end of the free 30, I'm going to give you a couple of categories and we can throw it out to the people if we want to lock those in as features of the prop report community. It's a super, super cool and fun thing. And I always did think that if I had matched with somebody on a computer thing, like, it would have been a better match. And instead, I just went for a pretty face. But I also got a good heart. So I am happily married. But I think maybe I would have been better off with someone a little nerdier if I uh, <laughs> so I could uh, I would turn my attention to reading instead of cocktails. But you know what? Maybe that was good for me. So maybe we shouldn't narrowly define the group. Let's see. Let's talk about it at the end of the free 30. Interesting. Again, that's drum.date slash prop report. Design and meet your perfect match. It's free. And if you haven't yet, Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash propaganda report. If you join up at our basic level, the true sponge level, you'll get access to all of our Patreon exclusive content, including the patron 15, which we do every single day. And you will get the patron 15 as well as an ad free DMB. So 45 minutes of ad free drive time news blast plus patron. Also, you get access to early releases. You get select only patron interviews as well as many Q and A's. So check that out at patreon.com slash propaganda report now on to our final story of the free 30 
So a couple weeks ago, while you were on vacation, Monica, I was talking about how I believe that this Afghanistan crisis is part of an effort to focus more resources on the number one threat, according to the Biden administration, that is domestic terror, white supremacy, anybody who attended January 6th, anybody who is unvaccinated or questions the vaccine, all of those people kind of clumped in together. Anybody who questions the election, they also throw into that category. I expected then, as I do now, for them to start associating international terror with domestic terror in the context of those groups of people being the domestic terrorist storylines, kind of like in a Herald, if you do improv, where they start off as completely separate scenes and then slowly throughout the show, they are just intertwined a little bit and a little bit until all of a sudden they're all just connected and stitched together perfectly in the narrative. And I've seen some more of this over the weekend and today with a couple of stories. I just found really strange the way they kind of just threw in the domestic terror link Last week, we saw Colbert and NSA, former NSA guy Michael Hayden, compare Trump supporters to the Taliban. And yesterday, Jake Tapper was talking to the national security advisor, the current one, Jake Sullivan, and he asked him this question. This is what he said. Tapper says to him, U.S. officials are warning of a possible threat to the U.S. homeland in wake of this evacuation in Afghanistan. It could be from Islamic terrorists. It could be from racist white supremacist. Do you know of any credible threats to the U.S. homeland and how concerned are you? So he throws that in. But yes, keep going. But I have. And then the response from Sullivan was. He said he didn't know of any specific threat. He said there is a general threat that's credible, but he doesn't know of any specific threat from the point of view of a white supremacist group or the point of view of Islamic terrorist to report today. He doesn't have anything, but generally, <laughs> yes, he says. So here's the thing. I, I've i been, people have been like tweeting directly at me and throwing into my feed and stuff a lot of like, Biden is so incompetent, this Afghanistan thing, blah, blah, blah. I can't even look at it. I'm just like, are you kidding? Are you seriously, after 20 years where Democrats and Republicans have overseen this ridiculous engagement in Afghanistan, ridiculous engagement in Afghanistan, they're whatever good, bad, right, wrong, effective, ineffective, any of that could have happened at any time under any president of either party. So don't even make me be like, oh, well, he's a Democrat. Therefore, Afghanistan is fucked up. Like, sorry, but no, no, I'm not. However, people are getting riled up, which just amazes me. Like, no doubt it's like whatever, just anti-Democrats. I guess they're Republican voters, but I'm just they're just anti-Democrats which is fine by me. I don't care about that, but they're getting pissed. So you could fold in that if there's a domestic terror action or what they call, they could say it's like Biden derangement syndrome triggered by the Afghanistan debacle. I I think that's that's exactly where it's going. And one more tweet from Obama's secretary of education today. He tweeted, have you noticed how strikingly similar both the mindsets and actions are between suicide bombers at Kabul airport and the anti-mask and anti-vax people? They both blow themselves up, inflict harm on those around them and are convinced they are fighting for freedom that is yet another because we know that anti-vax group is thrown in with that white supremacist with that homesteader group that they want to classify as domestic terrorists i 
look for this trend to continue. It probably will. That answers a question for me. A tweet I really like tweeted at me an article that said, I think it was like 200 ex-military, ex-special forces in England. It was like a Guardian article or a Daily Mail article. I think it was a Guardian article. Are attacking vaccination sites. That ex-soldiers are attacking vaccination sites. And that sounds like the nexus that you're looking for. Yeah. And, and I, another, it looked like a setup to me. You know, that's that's a, I didn't even make that connection. That is... Yeah, I saw that too. Exactly. That's the way they're roping it in. Another thing the NSA guy said to Tapper is he said that right now the, not Taliban, that Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda K or whatever it is, whoever. ISIS K. ISIS K. They didn't have a platform to get over here, which was strange (laughs) to me because I'm like, aren't you just shipping a bunch of people out without really vetting them? It seems like they might have a a way to get over here. But that makes me think that there's going to be a narrative emerge that is... Well, some ISIS-K people, like you said, got in contact with some disaffected white nationalists who, like you said, the Biden syndrome, and they got them to do their dirty work together. I could see some shutting down borders is another part of that. Like, I really believe we're in the hack attack scenario, not really not just the lockstep scenario where they shut down borders. They make everything virtual. That's faster than the speed of light, but borders get shut down and maybe that will contribute to the border, you know, that kind of lockdown. So, okay. Well, there's a lot. Um, I, before we go, I want to say like uh, the schedule, our schedule is moving around a bit. We, uh, I am not here this weekend. I have a wedding out of town over Labor Day. So we're going to have another interview uh this week is going to be john paul rice and i was listening to some of his recent work and i think it's going to make for a very intense conversation i'm really looking forward to that yes he's a filmmaker he did um child trafficking stuff and he's working on a new film so i'm sure we'll hear about all that but he has some deep thoughts on the big picture and i just i really want to see how much we can cram into an hour with him and then i think we're going to do a q a so i posted to patreon that you should submit your questions uh as a comment on that post you have to be a patron to comment on that it's a patron only thing and then i think we're going to do a dpp on september 10th if that works for you binkley so that um and then we'll do a zoom party i'm hoping this is absolutely tentative the next saturday i will i'll figure out you know i just i want to make sure we have two big live things in september even though um our schedule is moving around a little bit so stay tuned for that and then i want to play the drum game so if people or is it drum I don't know. I don't know. It's Swedish. So I really don't know. It should have a little, those two little dots and yeah. loud or something. <laughs> so anywho, so I, if you haven't, didn't hear our, the ad, we have a new sponsor. It's a dating app, a free dating app that has deal makers and deal breakers that are based on a lot of things, ideology, religion, looks, preferences, even you can even activate the sexual things. So like if you want people who are well endowed in one way or another, you can turn that on and i mean turn that on but uh so it's but we have our own little space there so it's drum.date slash prop report and then the prop report people go through prop report then become part of that community you can you can cross over to other communities but 
And that community is going to emerge as having some features and we can actually set the features in advance. So every day this week, um, because they're sponsoring our show every day this week, it's super cool. I really enjoyed signing up for it, even though my husband's going to freak the F out when he realizes I'm on a dating app. So it's just it's just for research purposes, only Ricardia. Of course, of course. So every day this week, I'm going to pick out uh, some some of the some of the options so we can lock them in or we can just leave them kind of free flowing. So you ready, Binkley? I'm going to ask you. And then if people want to comment on the post at thepropreport.com, the post of the show at thepropreport.com or the post of the show at patreon.com, you can chime in. Okay. So let me ask you, do you want the prop report to be, um, would a deal a deal maker be open mindedness or should we not say a person has to be open minded? Would you say if a person isn't open minded, I will not? I think open minded is a good one. I just don't think it, too many people perceive themselves as closed minded. So it's not meaningful. But what if like it just annoys someone because it feels politically charged? Yeah, you know, I think it is good to say open minded right now, actually, because of the political context. So you would lock that in. Yeah. You would say the proper poor community is, um, has people who, yeah, open mind. Okay. So, all right, let's do that. Um, I'm going to put that in red on my little notes. Okay. Individualism. Is that something that you feel is a must for the prop report community? Now, I think, I think you can, you don't have to have all of these things yourself. So I'll have to drill into exactly how it works, but okay, keep going. I think yes, definitely on that one. Don't you? Individualism. Yes, I do. Because we don't have to have any, but we should, but I'm, we're going to, because as people fill it out, it populates itself. Okay. Masks. I wrote in my profile, I do not like masks. Should that be a, you want to think, I think no mask is a definite. Well, you know, I say some Ricardo, some people say wear masks and say no mask is a definite because my, my thing with mask and I know at the meetups, it was, I don't wear a mask. I don't care if you do. If you want to, yeah. you're welcome to. So I think it's See, okay what you want to do. Yeah. How about skeptical of vaccines? Is that necessary? I think it's probably necessary for the fact that if you're See, not, here's your the thing: board. being open-minded as I as I am and as you are and as I think most of our listeners are, is that I'm I'm cool with what other people's beliefs are. I just don't think they're cool with what mine are. So you know what? Right, I, so you're trying I think to get ahead I, of it. I, yeah, so I'm fine if somebody if somebody loves the vaccine. Yeah, I I worry that I want them to be okay and that they make their own decision and whatnot. But that they just need to be okay. That I question it. I don't want them reacting like a jerk or. I feel like if you're not skeptical of it, it's almost like you're a misogynist or you're a feminist. If you're not skeptical of it, there. Ha- you, I mean, why? How could you not be a little? I don't know. Let's keep that on hold. Let's see what the let's let's leave it to the. People. I think it's a good safe to say that if somebody's not skeptical of it, there's probably not going to be matching with too many people <laughs> right, the proper in the proper report community. So, um, how about this one? This one I think is like the mo- one I'm most committed to against vaccine passports. Yeah, like anyone I, who I, wants a vaccine passport. I don't think passport. there's going to be too many pro-vaccine passports among so. the propaganda reporters. Okay, so so how about this? Libertarian. Should you have to? No. No. And how about uh, free markets? Do you have to support free markets? What do you think? 
I think, yeah, I mean. I kind of feel like if you don't, what are you supporting? You're supporting stealing and killing, right? I don't know if that's how they would see it, but. But I know, but so what? If you don't think taxation. Yeah, free markets. I think free markets. Yeah, let's put free markets. All right, so I'm I'm just tentatively putting these in until is Klaus we Schwab hear from is the that people. a if you like Klaus Schwab that would be a deal be breaker. Yes, a deal breaker. Yeah, yes. and the last one I have for today's list is guns. Do you like guns? Do you not like guns? You can do I like it or I don't like it. If you like click and then you double click, if you click it makes you like it. If you double click and then you can also click on whether your match has to like it or not like it. It's a super oh, cool Oh, I see. It's so, cool. can, is it just pro-Second Amendment we're talking here? Or do you have to... Because some people can be pro-Second Amendment and not love guns, but still be about having guns, about, uh, you know, people's rights to have guns. I mean, do you have to know. have, like, 15 guns in your know. house? Let's say this. Let's say this. It It just says, I like guns. I think that's probably a good one. <laughs> okay. Let's see how it works. We're going to have to see. I want people to sign up for it. There's no it's experimental, right? Yeah, we're experimental. Yeah, so just it's free, whatever. Just sign up for it and tell us what you think if you have questions as to how it works. And so we're going to start vetting it for them. I see. Because yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's a new cool. product and it's so super cool. I really love it. This is it just really the is kind great of thing idea. I like. Yeah. And I like that it, they like us and the other libertarian podcasters and stuff. Like, I really like stuff that's part of our community. So that made those are the sponsors I, I love. So let's 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 try to let's get it make this robust and um and that's it so let's hit the patron 15 and i just uh, noticed your deal breakers we'll have to save some of those for tomorrow that looks yeah we're gonna do these every day <laughs> yeah i like the well-endowed one i feel like we should make that a it's like you're gonna make that a deal breaker or a deal maker <laughs> i just feel like we could single-handedly build the hottest community on any dating site because don't you have all those libertarian porn stars who follow you I don't know if they. You talking about all the the tweeps, the people who they say a bunch of liberty stuff, and you you fo- they follow you, then you follow them back, and then all of a sudden you see nothing but porn tweets in your feed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I guess so. Maybe they'll be real? maybe they'll be on. <laughs> you trying to get Just them in kidding. the community? I'm not putting well endowed as a group requirement. Well, on that note, you guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at the propreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform, the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DNB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and join up there. We will talk to y'all tomorrow or in the patron 15. Have a fantastic rest of your day. 